Good morning, and we welcome back to the program for his monthly visit, the mayor of the city of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Tom, and good morning to everyone in WRBI country. And, of course, uh, Tuesday night had the uh, Board of Works meeting. And uh, first up, Mr. Mayor, a bit of old business. And uh, this is in uh, regard to the sale of the Dodge Charger, which was uh, tabled last month. Yeah, as we had talked about last month, we have a Dodge Charger that was a police car. Then it was our fire inspector's car. And then we put it up for sale. And as we got to kind of thinking about it, we realized that maybe that would be a good fit as amenity to our airport, which is a long-awaited, um, anticipated project that's going to welcome business-class jets. Those individuals who travel to our community and use that type of airport typically have access to some type of courtesy car that they can go to meetings or get something to eat. And it's also for those um, individuals who are not in business, but maybe just in, uh, recreational pilots that have the opportunity to go into our community, spend some money, spend some time. So we're going to redirect that resource um, into that. It has minimal repairs needed. Um, so we withdrew it from the sale docket, if you will, even though we'd already collected bids. And uh, we will be moving that towards an airport courtesy car. And uh, speaking of uh, sales of uh, vehicles, uh, Police Chief Mike McNeely had a uh, public sale of a forfeited vehicle that uh, the board acted on. We did. So there is a big statutory process for vehicles and property that is given to law enforcement through court orders that are sort of confiscated in the commission of a crime. And it's called asset forfeiture. If you use something to commit a crime, the court can take it from you. And then they can also allow um, departments to use them. Typically, that's related to vehicles. And so we have a um, car that we are going to sell, but we're only allowed to keep them for so long so we can use them for uh, different items, whatever that may be, but we can only keep them for so long. So it's going to be up for sale. It'll be through the typical bid process. They'll open the bids um, or the input bids and then um, dispose of it that way. We do have to split the money with uh, multiple different agencies per the court order. And uh, Zeke Smith, the uh, wastewater superintendent, uh, had some uh sludge truck quotes, and also uh, a uh, stormwater repair matter. The first being the sludge trucks. Um, we have two. I think one of them is from the mid-'80s, and maybe the other one is from the from 1990. Um, they are two 2,000-gallon single-axle sludge trucks that we use to assist our plant and operations. We have a lift station that goes down. We can use those to um, pump out the lift station and, and sort of skip it while we're getting it worked on. So they are an important piece of infrastructure in our portfolio, and they do make sure that we stay in compliance. So with that, um, he has been on the um, wish list to get a, a new sludge truck, and we sent it out for bids. We got two back. One came at 225000 the other came at two hundred five. Um, and then the, the lower-priced one actually has a couple benefits as well. It's with Shirks uh, International here in uh, Greensburg, so it's a great local buy. But then also it has a delivery date of hopefully by the end of the year versus sometime in the next uh, 6 to 18 months is what one of the other quotes had. So we did purchase that. They are not cheap. You know, 205000 is quite an investment. But if we look at the others, they do last us a few decades. So um, hopefully we'll be able to get that out of this one as well. And we'll be on to the next thing. His second item was a stormwater improvement project. And as we talked about before, our stormwater projects 
have been um, kind of numerous this year, but that was the intention of the stormwater program. So this is our third kind of large-scale stormwater project of the year. May be our last, um, or at least foreseeable last, as far as big projects. So we did enter into a contract with diesel excavating for a little more than $25,000 to work over on Hillside Drive. This is an area that uh, was on our list, but also we did some of the work in-house with our internal crews and got some brush cleaned up and riprap and piping installed, which then actually led to the discovery of what we're fixing here. So our project shifted a little bit, but we were actually able to kind of stay within our projected budget for this project by our crews doing the first half, which then discovered the second half. We didn't know that we were going to have this problem, but by doing it in-house, we were able to uh, do both this year. So that's a big project, our third big stormwater project that's been awarded in, in the first seven months of the year so far this year. And then uh, City Engineer Ron May with a, another uh, stormwater uh, fee appeal. We did. We had a commercial property who uh, submitted a letter or an appeal form saying that they didn't want to pay the full rate and they didn't provide a reasoning as to whether they disagreed with the impermeable surface or whether they disagreed with the classifications, which are the reasons that one can appeal. Both of those, it is classified correctly and the number of impermeable square feet was correct, so that appeal was denied. And then uh, moving on, uh, had a uh, your mayor's office intern, uh, Scotland Reinhold, with a uh, summer project proposal. It is always a great joy to see the interns who work in my office to find their project, go through the process of learning what to do, how to do it, how to get quotes, and, and to think of something that they would like to see as impactful as the community and then uh, let them work with other partners, in this case with the Parks Department, to make some improvements to one of the shelters, improve the picnic table area at the city park, and then the horseshoe pits um, as a way to spruce that up, modernize it. But then also um, a focus of hers is accessibility, so being sure that those uh, wheelchairs and walkers and strollers have access to a picnic area that is um, accessible This does include a couple picnic tables that are ADA uh, compliant so that an individual in a wheelchair can roll up and be a part of it. Or um, if someone has a walker, it's easy to access those types of things. So Scotland uh, did a great job presenting that, and the Board of Works authorized her to continue forward and and work on getting that project started before she leaves us in mid-August. And uh, speaking of interns, uh, clerk-treasurer intern uh, Lydia Acre also with a uh, driver selection criteria policy. We are starting to show what a, a robust internship program can provide. We also have several others in our building uh, this year, um, all local students, which is great to see them back. And Lydia is a great example of that. She's working as sort of the HR um, intern with the clerk-treasurer's office, if you will. That's what she's studying at Purdue. And that allowed her to find some holes in our handbook policies and what our insurance company would like. So she put together, it's just a couple pages, but it's kind of just a little uh, stop gap for us in our driver selection criteria. It lays out sort of the policies and rules for how do we find or how do we make sure that people that are driving city vehicles are qualified. It is something that we kind of already had, but she was more detail-oriented and said there are these three or four areas that are missing. So many kudos to her for that. 
And then, uh, Mr. Marin, in your portion, uh, you'd uh, going back to the airport uh, terminal, uh, you'd had a, uh, a discussion as far as uh, some improvements and uh, things of that nature. We did. The airport is about to become a new front door uh, for our community that it hasn't really been before, and it's going to be open to a much wider group of individuals who are into private aviation. And our terminal out there is a very small structure, but it's there and, and it serves its purpose. It has a restroom and weather station and, and a small lounge area. And we don't really think that it uh, stands up uh, to what our community standards are and what we would want to be a front door to our community. So uh, the Board of Works did make an investment in that to kind of spruce it a little bit, but also make a few changes. It needs new front doors. It needs um, an HVAC system. It, it needs some improvements. And then uh, a top coat of paint goes a long way. So they did agree to do that, and we will be uh, starting on that project very, very rapidly in hopes that it will be done by um, our September 23rd ribbon cutting for the airport. And then uh, the uh, Decatur County Memorial Hospital Foundation uh, put in a uh, sidewalk request. So as you may have noticed, if you've driven through Greensburg recently, Decatur County Memorial Hospital's campus is growing. They are adding a very nice outpatient uh, rehab facility and a request from them through the foundation, which is the one raising the funds for the project, is um, some money to help rebuild the sidewalks that include the driveways from the old plate building and the old steer seating and cooling and the other driveways that um, sort of took over that corner. So um, I thought that was a reasonable request, public infrastructure great to help the hospital. It is something kind of outside of our typical scope, but uh, it does connect their walking trails that are on the back of their campus that are open to the public. Anyone is welcome to go use those around um, to the sidewalk up and down Lincoln, which is obviously a north-south corridor for us. So many um, thanks to the Board of Works for supporting that and uh, the Hospital Foundation for all the good work that they do um, in our community. All right, and then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out, and uh, we'll take a look at the City Council portion of Tuesday evening as we continue our visit with Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh. And uh, moving into the city council portion, Mr. Mayor, had a uh, matter of uh, old business, and uh, this was a table last month, and th these are regarding the uh, GCOM abatements. There were two abatements from GCOM that our abatement committee had questions on. We sent that to the recommendation of the council that they table those and allow Brian Robbins, our economic development director, and myself to meet with them. We had a conversation in regards to their employment numbers and what they were doing and whether the equipment that was being abated was still in the building if there's not as many employees as there used to be. So we felt comfortable in their answers to that. Um, we did tell them, you know, in the future we need to be more, they need to be more accurate in um, reporting. And in the last two to three years, we've taken a much more robust uh, stance on follow-up and enforcement and engagement with the abatements than we have before. 
We've also implemented a much more stringent application process that includes uh, guidelines that have values associated with different things. So since these ordinances, um, since these abatements were given, we've gotten much stricter and, and more refined in how we deal with these. So we did go ahead and pass them. It was their last year. Um, the equipment that is abated is still in the building. And then uh, moving into a new business, Mr. Mayor, uh, an interesting uh, thing that you brought up, and uh, this is uh, regarding the creation of a designated outdoor refreshment area, or DORA. It's been a wide topic. It is brand new legislation out of the state of Indiana's uh, legislative session that just happened this year, went into effect July 1st, and as you referenced, it's a designated outdoor refreshment area, often referred to as DORA, and what it allows uh, municipalities to do is to create areas where there's sort of a modification to the open container law, whereas now you have to remain in an establishment. This would allow um, individuals inside a, a particular area. In our case, we're mostly focused on downtown and out at Rebecca Park um, and Pirate Park. That would allow sort of the open container carry uh, to happen around the areas of the city that we've designated. And then it also requires certain things to happen for temporary vendors. It does not have any restri- it doesn't place any restrictions on the current establishments that are in the district that sell alcohol. If they choose to participate in the DORA or allow their customers to participate in the DORA is a better way to say that then they do have to complete an additional state form, but it's not um, cumbersome at all. It also doesn't um, place any limits on private property and and business owners. So if a business doesn't want you to bring an open container into their um, area or into their store, they can do that by simply um, placing a sign, which will be provided um, that they don't allow that in and and they um, are, that is an enforceable action. And then it goes the other way. If people want to bring it in, then you are more than welcome to allow that. We are mostly just focused on downtown, so it's not a citywide event. It's, it's really just downtown in, in Rebecca and Pirate Park. As we look for festivals and events, it really will make large-scale events like Main Street, Greensburg, Friends of Fred Food Truck Festival, um, the, the Tree City Fall Festival, which is a longstanding um, tradition in our community. It will really make those events a lot easier on the organizers and a lot more enjoyable for the participants. And, of course, uh, Washington Street was brought up. So uh, so would it be uh, limited to uh, Washington Street, say, from uh, State Road 46 to uh, up to a certain point? We, we have to have um, a door. The doors, each district, we're allowed to have seven, but you have to have a permanent uh, distributor of alcohol beverage, a.k.a. who has a liquor license, in each district. And so we want to be sure that we include Pirate Park and – Um, Rebecca Park, but we don't have somebody out there who has a um, liquor license for the the public. So we kind of have to create this long, narrow strip that runs from downtown, where we have a few establishments, to encompass Rebecca and Pirate Park. That's um, the reason that Washington Street was brought up. So Washington Street, south to Main Street, it's a one-block strip, um, is sort of our connector uh, one of our city councilors did have a question on that. We're going to look into it a little bit before second reading and um, try to find maybe a solution for that. If there is one, our attorney did weigh in. You know, it doesn't really affect private property. It really only kind of affects public property. So that shouldn't be um, too much of an issue.
Okay, so again, that is uh, approved on first reading, uh, Next, uh, second reading expected next month. And then in the uh, Board and Commission's updates uh, in your section, uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, regarding the Aviation Board, and uh, this is something that uh, you uh, brought up earlier, and this is in regard to the airport runway. It is. Uh, boy, the airport topic of the morning, I think. <laughs> and it is uh, paved. It is ready to go. As far as the pavement goes, we still have to do grooving and painting, and there's a lot of lighting work to happen. But we are targeting um, that September date. So if you've driven out uh, on the west side of our city recently, you've noticed there's a lot of pavement out there now. It's starting to take shape. You can really start to get a little bit of a sense of scale of how big it is. But uh, we're excited to see pavement go down and, and on to the next phase. All right. So you're looking at, again, uh, September 23rd, about uh, 10 a.m. for the uh, ribbon cutting. Yep. And we would invite anyone and everyone to come out and participate. It's my goal to have it actually out on the runway. So if you've never been out on a, on a runway, uh, that's where the goal is to have it. We'll see how the weather is and if I can get the FAA to allow me to do that. All right, sounds good. Well, as always, uh, Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh, we appreciate your time this morning. Stay well, and uh, look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks, Tom, and thanks, everyone. Come out to the Decatur County Fair. It starts today. We'd love to see you, and it uh, runs through next Wednesday evening, and uh, I'll be out there each evening as well to catch up. And our fair parade is on Sunday, so if you'd like to join us, uh, join along Park Road or at the fairgrounds, and we'll see you out there.